Hey, what is up, everyone? My name is John Tunger, and you're listening to 4-Minute Finance. On today's episode, I'm giving you an update about the 4-Minute Fund. If it's your first time hearing what this 4-Minute Fund is, it's basically where I recommend certain stocks and invest in the markets alongside of you. And so, of course, as I'm talking about specific companies, you need to know that I am not a formal financial advisor. These are just my opinions about companies that I follow and where I like to put my money but I don't know your current financial risk. So remember that investing could result in the total loss of principal. Against popular belief, stocks don't always go up. So make sure to invest at your own risk. All right, lawyers in the back, are we good? We're good. All right, an update on the four minute fund. Let's get started. The four minute fund. At the beginning of COVID, the markets were wild. And I thought, as I'm talking about business news and financial concepts, the best thing that I could do is invest my money in the market alongside of you and be extremely transparent about the whole process how much money I'm investing, what companies, why I like them, what I'm afraid of. And thus, thus, the four minute fund was born. I typically do occasional episodes updating you on what stocks that I'm buying and interested in. If you subscribe to the newsletter, I'll notify you right away when I buy a company for the four minute fund. And so recapping what I've bought so far, I invested $7,473 spread out among Spotify, Purple, DraftKings, Thera Technologies, Pinterest, and Peloton. Since recommending these stocks, Spotify is up 75%, Purple is up 117%, DraftKings is up 131%, Thera Technologies, the dud, is up 2%, Pinterest is up 81%, and Peloton is up 68%. Now this, this is where I need to be honest with you. Honesty podcast. This is a safe space amongst the four minute crew, right? I need to confess that I am no longer an owner of all of these stocks. Now, hold on, hold on. Put your pitchforks down. The reason why I didn't notify you right away is because I still believe in these companies 100% and I wouldn't want to scare people off from selling them from their own portfolios. We can actually pull a big lesson from why I sold these stocks. It all has to do with your time horizon. For me, I just bought a house in the Bay Area. That is not cheap. And as I've talked about in previous episodes, I'm all about long-term investing. The power of compound interest is really, really extreme. And so my retirement fund is continuing to grow and grow and grow. And so I wanted to cash out of that as little as possible in order to put the down payment for my house. And then when you buy a house, there's things like new furniture, we have a pool. So, oh, the hot tub's broken, you gotta fix that. All these little expenses that come with buying property. And so I'm a big believer in keeping that retirement fund safe and not touching that so that you can compound it over time. And that's where about 90% of my money is in that retirement fund. And then another 10%-ish is in these moonshot bets known as the four minute fund where you invest in high growth stocks that can grow away more rapidly. You take higher chances to hopefully turn a smaller amount of capital into a lot more that then you can sell and put into other things 
like maybe real estate or your retirement fund, wherever you want to put it. The goal is to make sure that you're still getting the strength of compounding interest with your long-term investing while also investing in these growth stocks for about three to five years is what I like to think of for the companies in the four-minute fund. And so when it came to buying a house, I looked at my investments with my wife, Marilyn, and we said we should sell out of these short-term growth stocks right now because in just a couple months, we turned $7,473 into $13,530. That was around an 80% return in just a couple months, and that was too good for us to pass up when it came to wanting to invest in our house. Our time horizon, which is typically sent for three to five years for these type of companies, all of a sudden got way short and we saw it as a good opportunity. Now, once again, hold back those pitchforks because I still strongly believe in these companies. And a lot of you who are still in them, I believe, once again, invest at your own risk, that you will be laughing at me in five years from now because what I cashed out at $13,000 could be a lot more than that, $15,000, $18,000. It could have been a lot more. And so I expect you, yes, hold me accountable, cut this tape right here to say you cash out for a short-term gain. When John, stick to your own philosophy, you could have had a longer-term gain. The lesson here is that all of our financial situations are different. I'm a strong believer in long-term returns, but if life circumstances change, you have to adjust your time horizon and invest in your life. I'll create a section on 4minutefinance.com that has a portion of the 4-Minute Fund that says what areas I still hold money in versus which stocks I just still recommend. But as I just bought property and I don't want to sell this retirement fund, I'm a little short on capital right now. And so I still want to be able to recommend stocks even if I don't have a ton of money to put in them right now. All right, so this episode is going to go way over four minutes, but I want to be able to bullet point recap some of the companies I've recommended and why I like them and what my thoughts are. So starting with Spotify, great, amazing long-term hold. I think it's where the future of audio is going. I love that they are incorporating video soon. Video podcasts are definitely going to start taking over. And if they start to incorporate any of the sweet sauce that YouTube has in their platform, it's going to give creators a huge incentive to create more video and audio content for Spotify, which will lead to more people joining Spotify and lead their sales up. This will grow membership in the US and internationally a ton. So I think Spotify is still a great person just long-term looking from a high level. You just have to know, and this is kind of the case with all of the stocks that we're talking about, that you missed an initial jump in the stock price, and so they might not have as high of a growth return as when I originally recommended them. Purple Mattress, I love their leadership team. I love how they approach social ads, influencer marketing. They're dominating the online marketing space. With them being up 117% since I first recommended them, that grew faster than I thought it would, honestly and so I would be hesitant to buy right now because I could see some short-term volatility, especially as the economy as a whole from a macro level could get more volatile. I believe in them long-term, but their stock definitely could be expensive right now. DraftKings, I've talked about them a ton before. I love DraftKings as the future of sports betting just looks like it's gonna continue to grow. I would love to see them stop spending so much on advertising. If you look at Penn, when they merged with Barstool Sports, that gave Penn a huge marketing channel to where they're able to spend way less on marketing than DraftKings does. But obviously you see DraftKings all around. And so if they were to go and invest in a company like Bleacher Report, 
Sports or some other sports media company out there, I could see that being a huge win for them and it would reinforce their stock a ton for me. Their Technologies, this is the one that's only up about 2%. Me and a bunch of friends really believe in this company. At some point, I really think it's going to jump but it still could be a couple years from that happening. I'm holding on because it seems like they have all the right mix of companies that are supposed to be successful. I'm just waiting for that moment to happen when the rest of the world realize that they're really small, but they have the potential to have a couple hundred percent return in just a couple years. Pinterest is a company I definitely still love. They are very underrated in the online advertising world. They have an amazing team that for the brands who realize that this is a great marketing channel, they're just seeing a ton of value. If you're someone like me who's deep in the weeds when it comes to Facebook advertising, that's a really hard channel to use. They don't care about their advertisers a ton. And so I think there's a possibility that advertisers continue to look for another channel that they can market through and Pinterest will continue to reap those rewards. So long-term still think they are a great company. Peloton. Wow, I still love Peloton. One thing that slightly makes me nervous is that Peloton's market cap right now is higher than Ford, which I guess we've been saying that about Tesla for a really, really long time. And so it just shows the growth potential of Peloton. I think their brand is going to create a really strong moat, aka people aren't going to want to leave and get an Amazon Prime bike because the Peloton brand is just so attractive. Peloton customers, their ideal customers, wouldn't be customers who would go and get a cheaper model. They would want the high-end premium bike with the premium content, the community that comes with getting a Peloton bike. And so I really like their company long-term. They're either going to be the company that's going to acquire a lot of these other fitness, hardware, tech, software companies that are coming up, or they're going to be acquired by, well, a big giant like Apple or someone like that who wants the built-in community hardware software that they have. The brand is key and I don't see anyone passing up Peloton. That is way more than a four-minute finance episode right there, but a recap of the four-minute fund. I'll be updating you with companies I'm thinking about in the future. Until next time, TTYL.